Hello. 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 Yeah, the, I, I've gotten a lot of questions and DMs and just homies just like, what is up, dude? Um, in relation to all this crypto and like GameStop stuff. And um, just to give you a bit of background, because I don't want you to think like I'm just some random dude making shit up. Um, I think I by no means like I have a unique perspective on this stuff. I think I, uh, I started programming and hacking when I was 10 and I've been involved with design and architecture and development and engineering my whole fucking life. And I've been involved in the internet in the 90s. I was literally on a team of hackers trying to build the next AOL Instant Messenger. Um, I lived through the dot-com bubble when I was much younger. I uh, lived through the 08 mortgage crisis when I was in school. I actually created a portfolio during that time that netted over a million dollars during during the crash like literally in 0809 okay so fast forward from my childhood i'm still you know programming blah, blah, blah. i'm going to school um my dad thought it'd be a great idea to get a business background kind of round out my tech knowledge right i think at the time finance is one of uh, the highest paid jobs in, in the world I had no direction really. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was largely listening to my father's advice. Um, grateful for that. So I end up going to one of the uh, best business schools on the planet. It is where Wall Street, if their operations and their trading room were ever to shut down, right? they would come to this school and run all their operations out of the fucking library. That's how hooked up it is. Okay. So this school is very, um, uh, it's, it's very like all the core classes are business. Right. And then you, your major is like finance, right. Or like whatever. So I ended up getting a dual degree in finance and computer science, right? Like all the computer science classes at that school, I could probably teach. It was just so at the, I was like, dude, this is, so a lot of like I had been I've been doing coding and working with software for so long. By the time I got to college, it was like I didn't need I don't need classes like doing this stuff. Just let me do my thing. I could probably like teach this shit. So I fall asleep a lot in those classes. Uh, but I found a lot of value in the business side of things, and I learned a lot. And I studied things like currencies. I studied things um, like mortgage markets and real estate. I studied things just like equities and stock markets. Um, I had to build portfolios. I had to build business plans. I had to do all this kind of stuff. All right. And by the end of it, end of those like four years, I hated finance. Okay. I It is like scam city. It's just like it's a, it's a big gambling game. It's very dangerous. It's for people who have money. Right. And like, I don't, I don't have money. Okay. 
I got a little bit now, but not that much. So I never, um, like, there's a reason I'm telling this. This is give you a little, little foundation for getting into. So near the end of my uh, college experience, I meet, I finally meet some of my people, right? I meet some other nerds and I'm so happy. I couldn't, I like didn't, for whatever reason, find the other little hackers, lifetime programmers until like the end of my experience there. And these two dudes, this is 2011. These two guys, you know, I go and hang out one day and they just got this, this, uh, this whole tower set up and it's just running and there's fans blowing on this, this, uh, PC. And meanwhile, we're all like using Macs and like hacking away or whatever. Talking about projects, streaming up things. I'm like, what the fuck is that for? And like, oh, we're mining Bitcoin. I'm like, what is that? You know? And they explain it. And it again, this is 2011. So let me check. Uh, so the Bitcoin value in 2011. From February to April, it was a buck. In July, it went up to $31, which was a bubble. A few months later, December 2011 is $2, okay? So they're mining Bitcoin when it's like a, a dollar, man. I get introduced to it. Okay, this is really cool. We're like, what is the concept here? You know, oh. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to do my best here to not get too technical or too like intellectually heavy around the finance and tech stuff. I don't want you to get like lost here or confused. So if you have any questions, like reach out, right? So yeah, big pog dude. So, okay, cool. You know, all right. Hey, uh, so the way it's kind of explained to me, I guess this is like a simple, really simple way of putting it. It's a Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, right? So it's a digital currency. You have regular money in the real world, US dollars. You have cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoin, for example. There, the, the way you get Bitcoin is mining. You don't need to be concerned about like the logistics of what you do when you're mining. But I think the important part is that there is a fixed number of Bitcoins that you can mine. So that's kind of why you hear it being compared to like gold, for example. There's, it's a limited resource. So that's why the value, as it gets mined and mined more, I think now 90% of all Bitcoins have been mined. There's only like 10% left. And you see how competitive and aware everyone is now. So it's probably just like real hard, real hard to mine Bitcoin right now. But yeah, there's a fixed amount. And uh, so... So you can only get a certain amount of that currency. It's not like um, paper money where all of a sudden we're in a pandemic and they're just going to print a trillion dollars. It's not like that. Okay. Again, Bitcoin is just a currency. It's a digital currency, decentralized currency, right? There's no like one owner. It's not like it's, anyone in the world can use it. You can trade it. All these like wonderful ideas come along with this new currency, right? Very cool. So again, I I could talk about this stuff. I think um, 
because I've been doing it. I've, I've been doing finance and programming. I think this is like, this could be very helpful because it's not all, this isn't all good, right? I'll explain why. So, um, right, that's that. So in 2011, the, the pretty much the only platform that exists where you could keep your current, your Bitcoin safe was Mt. Gox, okay? What's up, brother? <laughs> yeah awesome awesome right so so mount gox okay and i'm in at this point uh i'm partying a lot and I, you know i get involved in, uh, like the deep web stuff you know been aware of that for a long time that is nothing new that exists in aol days that was there you know that's a whole nother bag of chips all right um Okay, so me and these boys, all right, so 2011, I know about Bitcoin. I start hoarding Bitcoin. I set up my own tower. I start mining some Bitcoin, okay? Fast forward a couple years later, all my Bitcoin is either on the deep web or in Mt. Gox, okay? This thing happens one day, right? I, don't, I can't remember the price, but let's say it was like 30 bucks a, a Bitcoin or whatever. All of a sudden, one day, it goes up to like 500. No, makes no sense. Especially at that time, makes no Everyone's like, what is going on? Okay. All of a sudden, they shut down the market during live trading hours. Imagine the stock market just stopping in the middle of the day. And no one's allowed to trade anymore. We got a little taste of that with the GameStop stuff. And they stopped letting people trade. Imagine the whole market is down. Right? They shut down trading and then they rolled back all the data days. Like this is insane. This is insane. Like this is like totally not okay. Okay. So what happened here? Turns out Malcox got hacked, right? A bunch of people's wallets got hacked. All this stuff around Bitcoin is very vulnerable. The tech behind it is not it. Okay. Um, so that happens. And then I think, I don't know, maybe a few days after that, Mt. Gox disappeared. Along with all of my Bitcoin, along with all my addresses. I didn't have backups. It was too new. You know, like I thought this platform would just disappear. This is where everyone's money is. There's no way. And it's just gone one day. Right? And I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people with a lot of coin in there and still exists and it's still out there. I have no idea where it is. I can't, I've tried so hard, dude. I've dug deep and I can't find it. Okay. So it's gone. And me going through this at the time, I'm like, this is, this is a red flag. This is not good. I get curious. I'm like, okay, I've been playing around this blockchain tech a little bit now. What's going on here? Long story short, Bitcoin, in my opinion, is dead on arrival. Right idea, wrong technology, wrong execution. It is not it. I'm fully convinced it will die. It will die. Quote me, print it. It will die. Ethereum will rise. So I want to get into Ethereum too. Okay. They're different. Okay. So 
Um, remember, remember what just happened to me with the Bitcoin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you red flags here soon. Like why this shit is really dangerous. Okay. Um, so on the flip side of the, you know, fast forward, Bitcoin isn't the only like technology that exists in the decentralized space. All of a sudden there's this new thing that pops up Ethereum, right? And this has me very hyped because you can think of like Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. That's all it can do. Ethereum is like the foundation of technology. Okay. Whereupon other things can be built. So that includes artificial intelligence, decentralized applications, cryptocurrencies themselves. I could build another Bitcoin on the Ethereum blockchain, crypto art. Okay. So there's Ethereum provides a platform for people to build and create on the decentralized web to the point where I might be able to even create a whole new decentralized internet with that technology. Okay. You can't do any of that with Bitcoin. So right there, there's like two whole different ideas. And to me, it is so obvious which one is more valuable, not to everybody else, you know, and it's really hard to get a sense of like what these things are worth in, in, in before they're widely adopted. And I mean, in that, in the sense of there is no like day to day practical use where you're really seeing the benefits or of using Ethereum backed technology or like Bitcoin in your daily life. It's really no different. You're not like, especially when you remove first or like second world countries from the equation, third world countries, you think like, um, you know, some starving tribe in Africa is worried about Bitcoin and like Ethereum market. No, you know, they, they probably don't even have a computer. You know, that's just like not a concern for them. So it's just for the average person, it's just not to a point where we can like see the benefits in our daily lives. It's just like, so, okay. Right. So that's a problem. So now we have these crypto markets that keep popping up all these coins that start popping up. Okay. I actually started working on a white paper with a dude to build our own cryptocurrency. Okay. Talk to investors, all these kinds of things. Got to a point where I like, okay. These markets, I want you to be very careful. We are currently in a bubble. And what I mean by that is everything's green. Everything's going up, dude. Right. Everything is upward trending in every market. Okay. And that's a really good thing for a lot of people. And you ride that wave. Okay. The tricky part with investing in finance is knowing when to stop, when to pull out. Right. So your money doesn't get caught and it becomes less. All these things. Okay. We'll get into that in a second. My point is here is that crypto markets specifically are all speculation. Okay. There is no real world factors driving the valuation of these, these, this technology, these blockchain or crypto technologies. There's no real world factors really driving this. It's all speculation. Okay. There, if you did like Bitcoin is not really worth 40 racks. Okay. And Nine, now, if it's if it's fifty thousand dollars right now, forty thousand dollars, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people can't even buy one fucking coin of that. All right, so just like whatever, man. That is, it's all hype, okay? And you see, and because of the hype, right? You see how volatile these markets are, okay? So I gave you an example before. Another example, okay? Here's where the problem is. 
you buy, they're so volatile to this extent. You are selling a house to me. I buy your house for, let's say, $500,000 of Bitcoin. I own the house. You got your $500,000 of Bitcoin. One week later, the market crashes because whatever, speculation, billionaire just shorted everything. I don't know. Maybe sold all his Bitcoin. Maybe someone else. I don't know. Whatever happens, the market changes for no like real reason besides speculation. All of a sudden, Bitcoin, your Bitcoin is worth $200,000 in literally a week. Okay. Both parties lose. I lose. All of a sudden, my house is worth $200,000 and you have $200,000 worth of Bitcoin in a week because the market, the speculative market just crashed because maybe some really rich people are making trades. That to me is really, really scary. Okay. I think part of the reason why real money, real world money trades so well is because there's a more stable or agreed upon value. Like, let's be real. Most people... They make uh they make two million in Bitcoin. They're probably cashing them that that out in their native currency, like you know U.S. dollars or whatever it may be. So big red flag, right? Like, like I could buy something right now with my Ethereum, and it's worth two thousand dollars in a week, a month, a year. It's worth nothing. It's really hard to like see the connected value there when it's just based on a the fuck okay right so um yeah most most people like it's still dude like all this this crypto stuff is based on the US dollar realistically all real world currencies are based on the US dollar to some extent, okay? This is really important. If the US dollar were ever to become worth nothing, pretty much like modern finance would totally collapse, right? It would totally collapse, okay? Yeah, this is kind of crazy shit, isn't it? Hmm. Anyways, yeah, it'll, it'll collapse, right? So, so there is this law. I got some homies in banking. And there's this law that exists. I don't remember the exact name. Let me look it up. Uh, global, global currency law. Okay, there's some law. I think it's... I'll have to find the name of it. Maybe you can help me look it up. But... Uh, ben Fords, what do you mean? Um, it might be. Well, so here, here's what the law says, essentially. If, if the US dollar were to ever become obsolete, and... Every currency, every like current currency that we know, whatever. I don't know. Australian dollar, whatever. Dude, anything. Pakistan rupee, whatever it is. 
if those were all to become obsolete as a result of cryptocurrency, all the countries, I think you have to be in the, the union, the European union, not European union, the like world union, whatever. All the countries can agree to create one globalized currency and make it law, right? Which would effectively kill all cryptocurrency. That is something really important to keep in mind. So if crypto ever gets out of control to the point where it's taking, literally taking over the finance markets, that is a play. That's a play the governments have. Okay, we'll just create one globalized currency, dead this shit, it'll go underground, whatever. Everyone has to agree to it. Yeah, of course there's an issue that you got to get like China and Japan and like all these conflicting nations to agree to this okay but that does exist right um yeah so yeah um really like what i'm getting at is we're look man we're in a bubble markets do not go up indefinitely this crypto stuff is not safe. The value of it, according to what you're buying, is not accurate. You going out there and buying virtual digital fucking space for Ethereum, I don't think is intelligent. People do not make their money in the stock market. They make money, they put it into stocks, and then it grows. Okay? Just tread carefully, man. I'm really like, why I wanted to talk about this is because I see so many people very excited about the crypto stuff and how much money there is there. And they see dudes like Beeple making $500,000 on a holographic card, dude, in like a second, you know, and that's real exciting. But we are in a bubble and I get really worried about what happens to people when the bubble pops. And you've spent this entire pandemic investing and growing your money to 100K, right? And you're doing great and everything's looking good. Oh, I'm going to quit my job. This is going so well. And then we see the, like, the after effects of what was happening right now in about a year or two. Everything's going to crash and you have nothing anymore. Like, just be careful, man. This will not have go up forever. This isn't like safe. This isn't a guaranteed, okay? The Great Depression, you didn't know what's happening until a few years later, all right? We're still in the middle of this stuff. So I'm just saying, be thoughtful and tread carefully. This stuff isn't a lock, all right? So what I did uh, two days ago, let me share my screen. Okay, here we go. Transition. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, also, if you want to read more about this stuff, I did a little post on my site. Curly J Digital Crypto Star is live, and I make a lot of these points that we've been talking about. Okay. If you want to invest in something, Ethereum, dude. 
Don't even worry about Bitcoin. That shit will die. Print it. Ethereum will be number one. The coolest shit that's going to ever exist is being built on Ethereum right now. Like, yeah, just again, you want to dump some money into something, just dump it into Ethereum. And I would still like wait until it drops again, personally. But yeah, Ethereum's the move. Out of, out of them all, Ethereum is the best one, in my opinion. So that's where I get excited about this, dude. Okay. So there is this platform that exists called OpenSea. There's a few other ones of, uh, you might have heard of. Another one is Super Rare. Not Super Bull. Super Rare. Authentic Digital Art Marketplace, right? Human Art Alliance. All these cool things, right? Boom. You can buy some stuff. Um, right? So how this works is... This, is, this all lives on the Ethereum blockchain. What we've been talking about, okay? That's the one one reason I'm excited, okay? Point two is, ever since I really learned about crypto, I've always kind of had a thought that it can be um, embedded into my digital artwork. That was never really possible. I couldn't really figure out how to do that necessarily. Um, and these people have. And this is really exciting. This actually gives digital art and creations value in the digital space, right? So that now there's one of one of these, right? So if I want to like, I want to check out this. So this is the animation. That track's such a banger. Big shout out, Lewis, man. Thanks for that. Fucking sweet music, dude. I love that song. Okay, so like this is a 4K animation, right? We made. Added some music to it. Boom, drop it. Now there's one of these that exists, okay? There's only one. And you can go here and you can bid. You can trade. You can transfer it. Say you know a homie. Get linked up here. And you could just give it to him. And there's a trade history, dude. So there's a whole like chain of information, right? So it's like it's like bidding essentially. You can see a history of who has had this piece of work, this digital art. And you can see the value of it changing over time. Again, my main issue is that the value of crypto is so volatile and unstable that if I sell 
this this piece of art for a thousand dollars today tomorrow it could be worth five hundred dollars and again both of us lose i lose as an artist and whoever bought it lost it like it sucks so it, there is risk here like it's not really it might be good for a while while the markets keep going up and it might get really bad but again that my my excitement here comes from i am able to ha put value and have a one of one that's huge for me i like one of one of all my shit you can't get it only one person has it period see ya you know i love that kind of stuff. that's like that's why you can't really find my things like this okay so i love that idea now there's one of one of each digital creation so i'll make an animation based on every painting okay and we'll put it here and you can own it the next piece i'm trying to figure out is right is how do you enjoy the digital art once you own it right so say 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 you're like oh my god i love this animation dude all right all right banger oh my god i need to have this i want this i want this on my wall or i want to experience this in in digital realms right like what do i how do i do that what do I do? Or can I only experience it on the computer? What do I do, right? So here's what you can do. This is the next piece I'm figuring out. I don't really know yet, but we'll see. But I was looking at the, this guy. I'm, I'm far from on this dude's level. But this sicko has made a uh, digital piece every day for the past like 10 years. He does one of these a day. Okay. So he he literally turns these. He'll he'll digitally animate these into a card. Okay. So, oh my dude, I'll, sh I'll show you. Uh people uh digital like NFT friend. Oh, again, all right, yeah, I should probably mention that. NFT is non-fungible token. So that's what actually gets embedded into your into your crypto, okay? All right, you can hang on your wall. Yeah, where is this? Where's this video? Hold on, hold on. Uh, People, digital art frame. Look, 582,005 minutes, dude. Crypto art. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. I'm trying, hold on. Here it is. Okay. This, this. Right? So now they're like collectible. These are like collectible animations. So what we just saw here, okay? So you own it here. Okay, now I own Into the Ether, for example. I wanna enjoy it on my wall. How do I do that? So I would send you, I would send you this with your um, crypto art purchase on OpenSea, right? So, okay, you buy, Hold on. Open C. 
Right. So, like, say you buy deranged fuzzy tubbers or like this mashup animation. This exact animation would live in here in these cards. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll get caught up with chat in a sec. Um. So. I think how these are made, it looks like they're plugged into the wall. You see the wires down here? I think that's just a power source. And then I think this is a glass frame. Like you could probably get these digital display frames. And then the animation is actually playing on a screen in a loop. And you see these like QR code and like the number and even this part below the card, I think is actually something he's made in Cinema 4D. Okay, so I think he's creating this full animation as a card itself and then playing it on a loop in the digital video display. And that's how I think you can enjoy it, okay? What I was struggling to find out was uh, I, I really want this shit to be holographic. So like what I mean by that is not necessarily, this is really cool. And I would like, I would probably do this. You know, if someone were to buy one of those cards, eventually I would definitely like take some time to really, really figure out with you how you want to enjoy it in a display or like in your home, in a physical space. And like, we can make that happen again. I, I dude, I do this stuff. I, I could hack something together that looks real, real cool. But yeah, I was struggling to find out like a holograph. So a uh, holographic Tupac, right? So like, I want something like this. At, so I want the animation to be, actually be more 3D. Okay, so like this is a holographic. This looks, this is not a good Zarlone holog holograph. Holographic, uh, tr like a trophy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is what I want to do, man. So something like this. You get my anim, right? You buy my animation, dude. You own it. I make a holograph out of it in a loop. Maybe that's even color coded. It's not just like that bluish glow. And you can plop it wherever and it's 3D holograph doing the animation in a loop. That is my idea. I don't think I can do that really without more resources and time. I'd like, this is just a thought. Um, the next level, like that seems more uh, realistic currently is those kind of digital displays or frames. So I'll we'll probably do that. We'll probably do that. Um, but yeah, so if you want to get set up with this, I would go to OpenSea.io. You have to set up a wallet. It's really straightforward. Um, I tried a few of these. Most of them didn't work except MetaMask and Fortmatic. Once you set up your wallet, um, all your trades are essentially free. So... So there's a one-time like gas fee they charge you instead of charging you every transaction. 
and it also serves as a way to verify your wallet. Then you can get your store set up. It won't be public until you get a you get verified by OpenSea themselves. So they got to kind of check you out and make sure you're not a scammer or whatever. And then you'll get up on the site and then you'll just be part of the marketplace. And your stuff will, will live here and it'll be traded like it is a stock, essentially. It's kind of crazy. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. So fun. You can use it with your own work. The future is here. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much what's going on there. Okay. So I launched that. You can check it out. If you want to read more about some of my thoughts on crypto and Bitcoin and crypto art and stuff. There it is. Um, yeah, man. What do you think? Pretty interesting stuff, huh? One-off one hollow art sounds like a new trend for sure. Doesn't that sound rad? Yeah, yeah. Try to try to make that happen, for sure. For sure, man. I'm excited about that. So yeah, some uh, some discovery to be done. A little bit more research, but um, that's like that's where that's at. I'm just really excited. There's like something to do with my digital art more than besides make it a wallpaper, like a YouTube video, and just dump it out there and everyone forgets about it. There's actually some value here. Again, it's still still new, a little scary, doesn't really make a ton of sense, but step in the right direction, okay? I think. And it's, again, living on the Ethereum blockchain, which is a W for me. That's a big one. Exciting. Um, yeah, man. Cool. So what else? Anything else you want to know about? Uh... Oh, oh, I should probably touch on the GameStop stuff too, right? You guys are curious about that. Um, just to be short about that, okay? Um, I'm totally on Team Humanity. So when I, uh, I, was, I was part of Occupy Wall Street and that shit was happening. It was part of the uprisings recently last year. Um, you know, I, I, I believe in, in humans and I believe in, uh, less control, right? <laughs> so when this GameStop stuff happened, was the last week, I was pumped, dude. Very excited. Very excited to see all the people coming together. Very excited to see them using the tools that we have now have access to that mostly institutional finance companies and like corporations have had access to. And they can, they can still do things we can't as like retail investors and have access to data. We don't. So it like are, done, are at least quicker than we do. Um, but yeah, I was really excited to see everybody come together to fight the man. That was amazing. Super pumped about that. Um, but you saw like after about a week or so and people made their money, the, uh, capitalism won. Um, so yeah, my advice during stuff like that would be just stay away or like, if you're in really early, do it and just get out, you know? Um, I was hopeful everyone would hold 
for the rest of time and keep draining the billionaires and funneling it back into the people. That didn't happen. But again, right idea, great step. Um, very exciting to see. Uh, it wasn't that good for me personally because it totally, I went live with the stock tool I built like the same day and the markets went down like, like the Dow went down like 600 points. S&P was down like 2%. But the tool still made a percent that day, which is encouraging, you know. Anyways, um, yeah, just be careful with, like, hype shit is really, dude, you know. I kind of, unless you're really early in on the hype, early on the wave, it's kind of best to stay away. Like, two days after all that, dude, I saw, I'm in this Discord, uh, investment Discord, and there's a losses channel. It was so sad, man. Just like 100 G's gone. 50 grand gone. 90% gone. All because of GameStop. Everyone just like going way too nuts because of GameStop. You know, just like, come on, man. Um, Yeah, that's all I got about that, really. I guess the key with the hollow animated picture frame art is the way you make sure it can be authenticated so people don't make fakes. Although, would they own a file version too? Right, so great question. So this is, this, this is the authenticated file version. So the only way that holograph would even run is based on the authenticated file. I don't know what kind of programming goes into that. Again, I like, I, again, I just learned about this, like this, like two days ago. Um, like the holographic and these displays. I don't really know how they fully work yet or what, what the, uh, possibilities are. But I would imagine that the, the, the display itself, like say the trophy for the holograph or the display would be authenticated. So, like with Beeples, I think how he did that was this QR code, right? And there's this, like, little holographic image that I'm sure is very unique to him and only he has made. The, this, an, this little animation down here that he's made, in addition to the artwork, I think is how he's further giving authenticity to each piece of work. So while it is authenticated on the blockchain, this maybe gives it authentication in the physical form. But I believe there's a way to program the, the trophy itself or the display itself to interface with the video file and authenticate that the, uh, the video file was is the original file and if not, it wouldn't display. That logically is something that should work and be um, be something that I could code, you know, or build. Yeah. The file version would be similar to a Bitcoin, maybe. That's a, that's a totally okay way of thinking of it. This file version is totally unique. Shit, man. Okay, yeah. So...
So again, like I think he's further authenticating his pieces by doing this QR code. If you scan the QR code, it goes directly to his website and adding this whole like shine animation to the overall file itself, right? This is all one file. So I think he's doing this all, all digitally and it's part of the authentication. So that's why you see like, I think that's why he does that. So when you have it in physical form, it can further prove its authenticity, right? Like that's, that's like what he's doing. But yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly. Like, I don't know if it would be an API with OpenSea. Like I might have to plug into their data on um, their platform and they would feed the, they would allow me permission because I own it to stream that file to the holographic source, right? Something like that. But yeah, there would, you're absolutely right. You would need a way to authenticate and verify that that version that you're seeing physically is real. Yeah. For sure. Sweet. Does that make sense? Right, if it ever broke, it wouldn't really matter because it's still the original file that's living digitally somewhere. So the, fr the frame could break, but you would still own it, it would still exist. It wouldn't break necessarily like the actual. The idea is that it lives forever in the digital realms and there's a value to it. Yeah. Okay. Um. What's next? What were we doing today? Oh yeah, okay. That's enough. That's enough of that shit, huh? We've been talking about it like for an hour. All right. You want to do an automated like drawing practice, maybe? You down? No, you're right, Sam, though. I'm caught up on that, too. I'm caught up on, like, how to enjoy it physically, right, like a painting. And not just digitally. And one thought I had is, like, oh, I give one of my paintings away when you buy the digital version. But that doesn't make sense to me, really. I'm kind of devaluing my physical paintings. And that's, like, a whole different uh, collector market, right? Like, people who love traditional paintings don't really fuck with digital shit necessarily yeah. you dig <laughs>